Welcome to Rhode Island Avenue Radio, where we'll talk about news, education, and opportunities for small businesses on the Rhode Island Avenue Main Street and in Washington, D.C. I'm Michelle Yancey. And I'm Kyle Todd. Welcome to Rhode Island Avenue Radio. Good morning, and welcome back to another episode of Rhode Island Avenue Radio. Good morning, Michelle. Good morning, Kyle. How are you today? I am well, and hello to Rodney back behind the board. Michelle, it's good to have you back. We missed you last week. Thanks. It's good to be back. You're looking lovely, as always. Oh, thank you. You, too. It was uh, a great Ward 5 happy, uh, not happy hour, holiday well, I'm sure holiday, the Ward, it, it was a happy hour. The happy hour party. was was fun too. But the Ward Five Holiday Market from Councilmember McDuffie uh, the other evening was great turnout. That was there. a great turnout. Good time. Yeah, uh, it was good to see everyone there. Um, we want to start off the show as always by thanking our sponsors, the Department of Small and Local Business Development and the Department of Housing and Community Development. It is their grant dollars to us that helps us provide. Um, Support and grants to small businesses throughout the Rhode Island Avenue Main Street corridor and to produce this show. Mm -hmm. So um, big thanks to DSLBD and DHCD. Okay, let's uh, take a minute to check in with Casey at Good Food Markets. Good morning, Casey. Good morning, Michelle. Good morning, Kyle. Good morning. How are you today? I am battling a cold, as many of our neighbors are. Um, It has been unrelenting for me in our household um you know i I started out with a cold early in the season um over thanksgiving i had a stomach flu which wasn't fun totally different um equally as unpleasant and now i have some sort of congestion um respiratory thing going on so So you're testing out everything literally all of them wow testing out everything in the beginning of the season well hopefully you won't be sick later on since you're getting everything now I'm not one of those people that, like, I never get sick, but I I do not often um, get inflicted with such illness. Um, Definitely not three in one season. So um, today I'm totally going to talk about all of the amazing things that we have at Good Food Markets because um, I'm definitely on the, you know, naturopath route when I'm seeking um, comfort and, um, you know, some some respite from from my illnesses. Uh, there are a lot of super nourishing foods uh, that you can be eating as preventative care as well as, you know, when you're actually sick. Well, that um, sounds good. So what do you guys have going on there in, in, that, so in terms of that? I am extremely grateful that the Care Caras have finally made it in. Wow. <laughs> mm, those delicious guys, oranges. The Care Cara oranges. I mean, those things are money. They are a hybrid between a navel orange and a grapefruit. So they have this beautiful kind of uh, pink-red flesh, uh, really easy to peel, um, and they're super-duper sweet and juicy. And I was a little nervous, to be honest, with the first box that we got, because the first box of citrus that you get of the season might be, you know, picked a little early, might be underripe, but these are fantastic. And so we've got them on the shelf. I have consumed half a box myself alone. <laughs> so the uh, <laughs> listeners better come in before you eat exactly. all of them. So you guys got to edge me up for them. Um, but yeah, vitamin C, I mean, that's probably the one that we all knew growing up, right? That wasn't even very woo-woo, like health nut kind of stuff. Like just right, consume as just... much vitamin C as possible when you're sick. Right, right. right. 
Um, I don't know if it's coincidental that citrus season is during winter time, but uh, if it's not already in your routine, if you're, you know, an apples and bananas, hand fruit, out on the counter type eater, mm-hmm. uh, throw some citrus in the mix. They're just so good and good for you. So are they best, I imagine these are best kept cold. Yeah, I mean, I leave them out on my counter. So typically I'll buy like three or four at a time just to make things easier. Um, but then I'll leave like one or two out because I like my citrus room temperature. Okay. Um, okay. So it's I totally okay to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, and, and how long are these well, in season, Casey? Because I've never heard of this before. This Caracara. Of, of Caracara? Uh-huh. Yep. Or maybe I just didn't pay attention, but are, how long are they in season typically? So we usually start to see them around now, like a little bit before Christmas, and then they'll stay with us until about late February or okay. so. Okay. Well, that sounds and, good. you know, the citrus is like um, some of the tomatoes that we get, too. There's so many different varieties. Um, and it's not even necessarily a, a question of heirloom versus like a conventional brand, but with um, with all the different tangerines and um, you know the more the, the larger navel sized ones, um, there's just a lot of crossbreeding that they do between them, and so you get these interesting. You know, some are more tart, some are more sweet, and the caracara, which uh, I think that I've always. Uh, connotated grapefruit with more sour. Mm-hmm. Um, these caracaras are, are really sweet um, and have a nice tangy tartness mm-hmm. um, that for me doesn't have that, you know, the bitterness of the white peel Absolutely. on like a navel orange. Mm-hmm. I don't really get that with the caracara. Okay. Well, that makes them sound even more appetizing. They're phenomenal. I don't, I, it hurts me that they're not in season um, all year round, but mm-hmm. I mean, it, it it makes it so much nicer when they are here. Well, that's um, good. But yeah, the caracaras are wonderful, and then we also have um, tons of of ginger and turmeric right now. I don't know really what's going on with the ginger market, but we've been getting organic ginger for a great price. I think on our shelf right now, it's maybe three ninety nine wow. a pound. That's yeah, for that really is great. That's a really good price because mm-hmm. it's normally a couple dollars more. So. That's oh, exactly. Great. I mean, I remember we, we used to only carry conventional ginger because we couldn't really afford the organic stuff. Um, but organic ginger has flooded the market, which is great to see because I know we have a lot of smoothie makers mm-hmm. um, that come to the store. Um, and I throw like a, a giant piece of ginger into my smoothies. Um, and you don't really notice it too much with everything else that's in it. So. Well, that sounds good. I, I'm having ginger tea right now. I grate up ginger every morning. And have uh, ginger, ginger tea, tea is so, it's so just... good for cold. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I don't have a cold, but I think I'm doing some preventative stuff. <laughs> well, speaking of teas, you have the traditional medicine, traditional medicinal. Medi- we do have teas. we have the yogi tea. We have traditional medicinal, um, and then we have um, a few other brands actually. But um, yeah, tea drink is forcing fluids. Um, through tea, you know, couldn't couldn't be a better solution for this. We have um, a mint tea, which is really good for people who have, you know, congestion in their lungs. Um, that helps open up your airways a lot. And then if you're dealing with, you know, trying to prevent a cold or even if you have a cold already and it's not really, you know, in your lungs congestion, that echinacea in the throat coat is really good for, um, I think it's antibacterial. It'll help you kick a cold faster. Well, that sounds great. Well, 
you got to take care of yourself. You don't need any more colds. Yeah, I take care of myself. I know. What am I doing? I'm going to give in, and I'm just going to go to a doctor. That's what's going to happen. So, so on a you know a less congested note, um, <laughs> you guys are going to have Lord of the Pies again for Christmas. Holy moly! Yes, we are. I'm not going anywhere these holidays. Um, but yeah, we're going to have big pies. We'll do pre-orders as well. Um, people can just give us a heads up. They're going to be entertaining having people over for Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. Good food markets will be closed on Christmas Day, um, but we'll be open on Christmas Eve until about 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Um, we're going to put that you know, up on the sign outside, and we'll put that through our newsletter as well. Um, but we are here for you. Um, we're going to be leaving a little bit early so we can head home with the family. Um, but, yeah, we will have full-size pies. Sounds great. Yeah. Uh, Casey, please remind our listeners where they can find all this good stuff. Come see us, not me, who's going to be sick and resting at home. Um, (laughs) But come see us at 20th and Rhode Island. We're 2006. Um, We're here seven days a week, Monday through Sunday. We're open from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. on weekdays. And then on weekends, we're open from 8 a.m. to 9 p.m. We're online at goodfoodmarkets.com. And you can also engage with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. All right. Thanks a lot. Hope you feel better. Yeah, feel better, Casey. Thanks, Michelle. Take care. Take care. Bye. Thanks to Casey from Good Food Markets for calling in. Um, we are very pleased to welcome to the show now Ward 4 Council Member Brandon Todd. Welcome. Yes. Good morning. Thank you for having me here. Thank you for coming in today. It's my pleasure. So, Council Member, we are uh, excited to have you join the show, not only because it's your first time to join the show with us, um, but you have um, you've brought up some really interesting legislation for the council to to talk about the um, the office of nightlife within the executive office of the mayor. Yes, yes. This is this is a, a very interesting piece of legislation um, because it establishes the office and commission of nightlife. Uh, Tell us what you're thinking about. On sure. This. Well, as you know, we have a city and I know we see the growth here on Rhode Island Avenue, a city that's growing by 1000 people each and every month, uh, a city uh, that is experiencing, uh, I think, explosiveness in around nightlife activities, which includes new restaurants, bars, um, clubs, uh, also fashion, arts, um, and those types of arts and humanities and culture scenes that are really exploding uh, all across, I think, all eight wards of the District of Columbia. Certainly, uh, the ward I represent, Ward 4, which is just uh, to the northeast of here, um, northwest of here, pardon me, uh, we're starting to see activity in places where, quite frankly, there's not been any um, ever or mm-hmm. in a very long time. And I think that this office uh, would be very critical in really looking at how the nightlife industry is growing in the District of Columbia and how our government can support um, the new uh, businesses that are coming and provide supports to the ones that are already here. But also, more importantly, I think they will be a very good resource for neighbors, advisory neighborhood commissioners, and civic associations uh, to look at the challenges that come with nightlife, trash, noise, parking, public safety concerns, and really uh, have a very good focus across the agencies of our government to make sure that we're delivering uh, for the residents, but also help residents and businesses realize all the opportunities that come with nightlife, increase tax dollars, right. uh, and bringing good things to, to places where they've been devoid. Bringing jobs and things like that. This is big all around the country. I, I know that in New York they have something called a nightmare. 
absolutely. And absolutely. Uh, they do this in San Francisco, London. Yeah. So I think it's just definitely the way things are going. No, it is. It's it's really uh, a worldwide focus. I'm actually I have a conference call with the Nightmare of Paris next week. Oh. Uh, I, I will. Meet. Do you get to go on a trip to see how that city you, is going? It's funny. <laughs> I was there in October and I met with one of their deputy mayors. I didn't get the chance to meet with the Nightmare, but I look forward to speaking with him about you know how their experience has been. I've, I've had a conference call or two with the author of the legislation in New York City, mm-hmm. and they're very excited about the opportunity to have this night nightmare. I mean, it's important because the things that you bring up, like safety, uh, it brings jobs, it, it brings so much, but you have to have a happy medium between the neighborhood and the businesses. Absolutely. The people I represent, and I can imagine the people here in Ward 5, we they want uh, the progress and they want the new restaurants and the bars, but... They also want to be able to sleep at night, and I think that mm-hmm. this office would play a critical role uh, in working hand-in-hand with the businesses, with the community, um, while also making sure we're cutting through the government red tape to, to get businesses open uh, and to make sure that they, they have all the tools they need to be successful and to be good neighbors. And, and to be clear, you know, when we're talking about the, the night businesses the after hours economy you know that's not we're not just talking about bars no we're, no. You know, we're talking about restaurants we're talking about arts and entertainment movie theaters yeah. you know it's anything it's, after five mm-hmm. absolutely right absolutely I, the restaurant association put something out and by the end of this year in about two weeks we will have collected over two billion dollars in tax revenue uh from um they would have made two billion dollars in revenues not from restaurants in the District of Columbia. Wow. Now, five years ago, ten years ago, we would not have even heard of a number like that. Mm -hmm. But uh, the the restaurant scene is explosive. Hundreds of new restaurants open every year here. Yeah. Yeah. And And no no sign of slowing down. No sign of slowing down. I was at a panel discussion yesterday where we had uh, the food editor uh, from the Washington Business Journal. She was just talking about how food five years ago people didn't think that food trucks uh, would be could a thing. survive here. Yeah, <laughs> but now they really are, yeah. especially in the summertime and the springtime. Everybody wants to have lunch at a food truck, mm-hmm. uh, and it really hasn't affected the brick and mortar um, restaurants or or fast casual dining locations. So we only expect to see places like Rhode Island Avenue continue to flourish continue to bring nightlife uh, to places where there hasn't been any uh, for decades. And so I think this office uh, can play can play a critical role uh, in helping our government serve uh, businesses better, uh, but also communities. So how do you see this office serving businesses better? So I think especially when a new business opens, I've met with a number of, in, in my ward, in Ward 4, new restaurant owners who say it took them over a year to get through the permit process. Or sometimes they don't even understand the processes mm-hmm. of our government, and, and they don't necessarily, they can't hire someone to do it, and they have to do it on their own. And so I think that this office uh, would be a critical um, point for uh, new business owners and business owners that are in business currently to really cut through the red tape to figure out how we can get them through the process at DCRA more quickly um, to to provide them with the information so that they know what to do Uh, because many times it's not necessarily our government not delivering it's people knowing where to go in the government to get the services that they need so I think they can be a resource they would obviously work with the deputy mayor for planning and economic development to look at the types of resources we want to 
to bring to different corridors like Georgia Avenue, like Upper 14th Street, Kennedy Street, and even Rhode Island Avenue. And congratulations on those two new main streets Thank in your you. ward. There. No, we're very excited about the uh, 14th Street, the Upper 14th Street, and Kennedy Street Main Street. I've just been told that the name is now going to be the Uptown Main Street. Yes. So it's very exciting, and the, the businesses are excited. The, the, the neighbors who really led the grassroots effort um, and brought it to me uh, to get that Main Street designation, they're excited. And so we're moving full steam ahead in Ward 4, and we're going to continue to figure out how we can invest in our small businesses um, because they're, they really, they really um, are the backbone of our city. Like Michelle said, they bring jobs. Uh, they increase tax revenue, uh, they make our corridors clean and safe, and they provide eyes and ears on the streets. Yeah, and these businesses also, I mean, that's one of the things that does keep everything safe, the foot traffic. Absolutely. People moving yeah. in. More eyes on the street. Exactly. Absolutely. Exactly. And, and more money staying in the community when it's, when the businesses, when you spend money at businesses that are locally owned. Absolutely. So does this legislation, has it already been introduced? So I introduced uh, the legislation earlier this year. I had a hearing on, on November the 8th. Uh, what I'm doing now, the, the Committee on Government Operations is the committee that I chair at the council, and that's where this legislation rests. Um, I'll spend the next at least two months uh, meeting with government officials, maybe some other nightmares. I'm, I'm going to talk to the Nightmare of Paris uh, and some other office directors. Uh, I plan to hopefully get to Pittsburgh uh, and maybe do a tour and see how their oh, evening yeah. is. Uh, so that will be pretty exciting. Uh, Pittsburgh has got some great stuff going Pittsburgh on. Pittsburgh yes. has some, yeah, they really do. That's where the National Main Street Conference was last year. And oh, uh, right. they, they're they blowing it up. So um, by all means, okay. glean from them because no, they're doing a great job. We will. And I think it's important from my perspective and, and the committee's perspective is that we provide a solid piece of legislation uh, that has very clear uh, intentions that has very clear goals um, and that I think everyone can get behind and so at the hearing there was tremendous support uh, from the the small business community tremendous support from the main street um, community um, and so I think that with you know listening to them and figuring out uh, where we need to make changes over the next couple of months when we when we take it to the full council, uh, for for a vote, I think it'll be a led piece of legislation that everybody can get behind, and something that uh, has very clear um, and intentional goals. That's important to me. And do you expect to bring it to a vote, uh, maybe the middle of next year? Probably mid next year. Okay. Uh, maybe by second quarter, we will vote it out of the committee on government operations and get it to the full the full committee. Certainly before we go on recess in July. Okay. Certainly soon, well before then. And once it's voted on, I would. I mean. Like you say, I, I can't imagine that it wouldn't have the full support because it benefits the entire Washington, D.C. Uh, absolutely. The mayor has signaled her support for the legislation. She just wants it to be clear that there's only one mayor. I, 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 I can so, understand that. So it, it's yes. the, it will be the director yes, of the Office yes. of Nightlife. The Nightlife Ambassador. Yes, the Nightlife Ambassador. I like that, Michelle. Yeah. That, I like it the a lot. Nightlife the Nightlife Ambassador. Ambassador. But, yeah. no, it's really exciting, and I think it really puts our city – uh, on the forefront of being innovative because cities all around the world um, are looking at this model and how uh, they can grow their nightlife industry. So one of my constituents said, Todd, do you want us to have bars and clubs everywhere? I said, but they're coming, so we got to manage the yeah. growth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're right? coming it's whether coming. we want them to or not, yes. so we need to have an input yes. on how they come. Absolutely. So this office, and, and that is really where uh, – 
why I sponsored the legislation. It's something that's happening, and so we have to figure out how uh, we can help it flourish, but in a way that protects our, the integrity of our neighborhoods mm-hmm. and, and our corridors. And so that, that, that I think that's very important for a lot of yeah. people. Yeah, you know, very important consideration. Uh, You know, I know here on Rhode Island Avenue, Main Street, when we have new restaurants and taverns coming in, you know, as they go through the the whole ABRA process uh, of community engagement, you know, there's there's a lot of folks in the neighborhood that are like, "Don't you be bringing a loud bar and all that kind of stuff to our neighborhood?" And I think there's a happy medium, and uh, you know the the fact of the matter is that jobs are created and while they're while they stay focused on Rhode Island Avenue and are not spilling off into the neighborhood everybody wins absolutely um, and, and it sounds like um, this office would not only be um, assisting in you know DCRA processes but also potentially opera processes and working with consumer complaints where needed hopefully yep. hopefully there are no consumer complaints hopefully there are none I, I would like for every business owner who has a, an establishment that fits into this category um, any resident when they think of a, a, a challenge or an opportunity with a business uh, that will fall into this category to think of the director of the office of nightlife when they have an issue or a concern uh, or a hope or a dream or an aspiration, I want them to say, hey, I'm going to call that director and figure out how we can uh, work things out with the community or how uh, they can help me cut through the red tape at the government agency or provide counsel. Um, just, you know, say, look, this is this is the process. Uh, this is what I've seen in the past. Um, and I think this is the, the way that, that you should go in this instance. So I just that is my hope that this office is really taken seriously um, and that the business community as well as the residential community, uh, when they think of nightlife, they think of this office. Yeah, I think it's a great idea also because when people do have issues, it would be great to be able to go to one place and to have a log of that because if you have a recurring problem, Absolutely. This office or, or a recurring good thing. Absolutely. You, know? you, you want to know that. You want to know who the good businesses are. And Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So I know, I know you mentioned uh, the liaison role with DCRA for permits, et cetera. Um, but as you're well aware, there's uh, multiple agencies that businesses have to interact with as they get going besides DCRA and ABRA. Um, will, will this office work with agencies like uh, Department of Transportation for those uh, outdoor seating permits, uh, Department of Health for inspections, et cetera? Absolutely. So they'll work with a number of agencies, the Metropolitan Police Department around public safety issues. Uh, They will work with the Department of Transportation. At the hearing, uh, the executives uh, Deputy Chief of Staff testified on behalf of the executive, and she talked about, uh, and I'll forget the bid, maybe it was in the downtown business improvement district where they had just kicked off a pilot um, where they took away, I think, six parking spaces, uh, and they left it for rideshare. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's a very busy place in the evenings, lots yeah. of restaurants, mm-hmm. but there's nowhere for your Uber or your Lyft. Uh, to pull up to pick you up and so that is so important it's important but these are the things that uh, I would want this office to work with agencies like the Department of Transportation on if they're in an area and they notice uh, that there's something that needs to give they'll work with 
you know, whatever the government agency is to figure out a way forward. I thought that was a, an extremely innovative way. So I think from 6 to, to 1 a.m., nobody can park in six spaces, and it's reserved for ride-sharing uh, vehicles like Uber and like Lyft and, and all the other ones that are out there to pick people up and get them on their way more quickly. Sounds like a great plan. Um, what what would you uh, if you if you had one defining argument to make uh, in favor of this? What what would you what would you be saying to your fellow council members to encourage their support? Absolutely, that nightlife uh, is happening uh, by hundreds of restaurants a year and by billions of dollars a year, and I think that it's important. Uh, that our city uh, manage uh, and help it to grow and flourish, uh, not only in downtown neighborhoods, not only uh, on the H Street corridor or the really hip, cool corridors, but corridors like Upshur Street, which is explosive. We've got seven new restaurants. Five of them uh, have been nationally recognized as some of the best places to eat in the District of Columbia. But places like Rhode Island Avenue, places like Upper 14th Street and Upper Georgia Avenue, they are growing by leaps and bounds. Mm -hmm. uh, and they're growing more quickly than uh, I think any of us uh, could ever have imagined. And so it's important that we have this office, uh, which will be fully resourced with staff and and whatever they need to be successful uh, to help to manage that growth uh, and to figure out uh, places that need to experience that growth and how we can direct um, establishments to go to those places or incentivize them to go to those places. Um, and so that, that would be my argument. Uh, it, it's a no-brainer in my opinion, but, you know, there are it, it really <laughs> <they're> 13 mean, <laughs> members on the council, uh, but I think that it would have uh, I mean, it affects the entire city. It affects the entire city. It affects, yeah, it's happening yeah. everywhere. You know, my grandmother lives in Hillcrest. She's lived there over 40 years, and, uh, you know, they're seeing things happen right. in, in her neighborhood that weren't there before, and she's lived there four decades. Right. And, and, and like you said, it's not just alcohol. It's not just bars. It's not just even food. It's uh, art events. Arts, yes. it, anything happening after 5 p.m. We have mm -hmm. one of the most robust arts humanities uh, scenes in the country. Mm -hmm. um, and so this office uh, would support those types of events, support the D.C. Commission on Arts, support the... Uh, the office, the Council on Humanities, uh, and so it's important. Well, it's like an exciting piece of legislation. More absolutely, things happening in the city. Absolutely, and I think that that this this is the type of of program that can can put the District of Columbia on track to be something other than the the downtown tourist destination that that can really help build the all of the small communities within the district of columbia where where there are things happening you know it's there is not a ward there's not a single ward in the district of columbia where exciting things aren't happening whether it's whether it's arts whether it's dining whether it's um what people would normally think of as nightlife like bars and pubs um every all eight wards in the district of columbia are seeing this growth and and I know, speaking as a Main Street director, uh, and I know other Main Street directors in the in the district agree with me on this because we've talked about it. You know, we we always try to think about ways on how we can get some of those tourists away from 
the museums. Places, yeah, yes. the, go to the go to the enjoy the museums during the during day. During the day, but at night um, we have some things to offer. Right, Absolutely. we've got lots of great things happening a little bit farther away from from the federal little yeah. bubble there. So you know, come on out, and I I would hope that this office would be part of that promotional activity absolutely and you know i'm sure when kyle and michelle when you all travel the first thing you want to do is we want to see real wherever we're going right i want to see real pittsburgh i want to see the real new york city Mm -hmm. i want to see the where do the locals eat absolutely because they they know the good places yeah they know the good places and i would expect that this director would have a, a great relationship with the main street directors and the bids and uh you know cultural tourism and dc and Tourism DC uh, and, and all of those uh, agencies that are responsible for helping us to draw people not only to the city but all across uh, the entire city, uh, which I think is so important. And so I expect them to have a good relationship with you all uh, here at the Main Streets and uh, figure out how we get some of those dollars uh, to our neighborhoods because we know tourists want to come to neighborhoods and see how the real locals live, where they eat, where they have a cocktail, where they read a book and drink a cup of latte. Uh, and so it's so, it's so cool. It's cool. Very it's pretty cool. cool. I think I heard yeah. the mayor say uh, recently that she said, we're the coolest city in the country. They agree. <laughs> we are. We're pretty cool. We're D.C. Yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah. And so if we can let everybody know that it's not just the federal city, it's not just downtown, it's not the federal government, um, it really is the neighborhood. It's not It's not a swamp. Come on, no, it's not. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you digress. I digress a little bit. But anyway, it's it's also the wintertime, so the swamp's frozen. Uh, so... Uh, we will be following this very closely to see what happens next. And um, if if there are any other uh, bits that you would like us to, to share with our listeners. On- I, w- I would just say that if you all have any ideas as we move through the final stages of the legislative process, if any of your listeners have ideas, please reach out to the Committee on Government Operations. Uh, send us your thoughts. Send us what you've seen work best in other cities. Uh, because this is the time we'll we'll be taking all of those things in con- into consideration as we as we formulate the final piece of legislation. It, there will not be any further hearings. So there this, won't be any further hearings. Uh, I will likely hold some type of roundtable uh, for um, people in this space, and we'll ensure that you get an invite uh, just to flesh out what's on the table, what we heard. Uh, at the oversight hearing, uh, well, not the oversight hearing, but the hearing for the piece of legislation. Uh, and, and as we really look forward to, to figure out uh, what the final bill will look like. So we'll, we'll likely have a roundtable discussion. It, it, it will be something informal uh, where we bring together leaders in the industry uh, to talk about the bill and, and how, we, how we perfect it as much as possible. So we have listeners across the District of Columbia and through the greater Maryland, Virginia area as well. Um, Is there stuff going on in in Ward 4 that you would like to make sure people know about? Absolutely. Well, first I'll put a plug in for my Ward 4 holiday party. Nice. It'll be on Saturday, December uh, the 16th from 6 to 8 at Lafayette Elementary, and we use that opportunity uh, to to uh, provide new coats uh, to Ward 4 students 
uh, who need them. Uh, but I'll say that the, the district is growing. Uh, Ward 4 is growing. We have so much opportunity. I think at Walter Reed, uh, on along Georgia Avenue, along uh, Kennedy Street and Upper 14th Street, uh, the 3rd Street Corridor, and Petworth, where I live uh, and where I grew up, is really uh, explosive. Uh, that's where we've seen uh, the most nightlife uh, occur uh, with lots of new restaurants, lots of new bars, um, and lots of growth, uh, I guess similar to Rhode Island Avenue and, and how things are shaping up uh, here. Uh, but there's a lot of opportunity all across the city. Uh, you know, we're a world-class city. People envy us everywhere. I, every time I travel outside of the District of Columbia and meet with uh, lawmakers or, or uh, city leaders, they all say, we want to be like the district. Uh, and, and, and that is something that we should all be proud of. Definitely. But Absolutely. that progress uh, doesn't happen on its own. Yeah. Uh, and so we all have to continue to work together uh, to make sure D.C. Can, can be a leader not only in the region but across the world. Well, Councilmember Brandon Todd, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to join us today. Uh, we will be following this bill closely, and I uh, look forward to seeing it enacted soon. Absolutely. It's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Thanks for coming in. So that is going to wrap up this episode of Rhode Island Avenue Radio. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in again. Um, thank you, Councilmember, for joining us. Um, we will see you all next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.